This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. This week was very special. I had the absolute pleasure of catching up with a lifelong friend and fellow podcaster, Camelon Xavier. He's one of the hosts of the thrilling and wildly funny Monster Mashers podcast. This is unlike any chat that we've had before, because Camelon has been a dear friend ever since childhood, so we just let the pretenses of doing a show fall away and really just spent two hours together. It was a beautiful time, and please, please, please go and support everything they're doing. Their show is brilliant. You won't regret it. But for now, sit back. Relax and enjoy this fireside chat with Camelon Xavier. All right, Camelon Xavier. First, I uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Dude, it's a pleasure. It's it's been a long time since we've actually had uh, a vocal chat, so yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while. Um, I was really excited for this. I was really excited when you when you guys started your show. Because, I mean, we were we were friends for a long. We've been friends for a very long time since we were tiny children. Yes, um, I don't think we've ever stopped being friends. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why I rephrased. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I just want the audience to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, as you get older, you hang out less. You spend less time together. So it was cool to see that, like we were still into similar things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like what are the, some of the things that we shared when we were kids? Um, definitely video games. Absolutely. I remember this time and I'm sorry to get into like a memory so quickly. No, it's fine. Go for it. But I remember this time that me and you sat on your bed and you had like a, a poster with all 150 Pokemon on it. Yes. And we just mimicked the sounds of those Pokemon. <laughs> that is awesome. What a waste of time, but I remember it like to a T. That's so cool. It was very um, fun. Now this week, we have each unlocked a memory for each other. Oh, what was the memory that you unlocked for me? It was the time that we turned your shed into a clubhouse. <laughs> and we and we watched... Uh, we set up like a sh- like a shitty little C what is it CRV the old TVs yeah um, we set up one of those and a VHS player and that was the first time I ever saw Half Baked I think that might have been the first time I ever saw Half Baked yeah I think we had rented it we had to have 
because yeah. I didn't own that. Yeah, me neither. And that was on the original reel-to-reel VHS. Yes, it was. Dude, that clubhouse is still standing to this day. That is wild. Yeah, it's got a bunch of trash That's... in it, but there's still stuff. Yeah. It's still standing. Let's be honest, it had a bunch of trash in it then, too. Yeah, it was just <laughs> you and me. Yeah, they were just people. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like that was also the first introduction for me to Harlan Williams, who I still think is one of the funniest humans on Earth. I agree. Harlan like, can fucking get it. Yes. Yeah, dude, he like uh, his if you anyone who hasn't heard his podcast, his podcast is fucking stellar. He has a podcast called the Harlan Highway. Yes, it's called the Harlan Highway. That sounds amazing. He brings on comedians and fucks with them for an hour and a half. (laughs) That's the whole podcast. Like he drags them into these crazy long improvs that are just like full blown nonsense. And oh, so they're, they're a, just bits? Yes. <clears throat> Fuck Like, yeah. it's a series of bits. He, he recently had on Howie Mandel. And <laughs> he spent the whole time, like, through the whole interview, every 10 or 15 minutes, he would pull out a button, like a big button, and lay it on the table and, like, get intense music up. <laughs> and he would... Um, and then he would pull out something that rhymed with deal and like the first one was <laughs> seal or no seal and he's holding this stuffed seal and it like and how he plays along perfectly and like dude it's it's ridiculous you so wait when he pulled out the stuffed seal when he pulled out the stuffed seal does it play kiss from a rose <laughs> <laughs> see that's perfect that's exactly the type of the type of shit he does it just like stacks puns on top of puns and like and it's amazing because the, he brings people in there and forces basically forces them to play along because like either you're going to be ridiculous with him for an hour and a half or you're going to look like an asshole okay you know what I mean? so he's like yeah he's like the he's like the black eric andre basically that's yeah that's <laughs> how the show that's how the show feels um, when I first got into podcasting, which was many moons ago, um, that was my show. I did. I started a show at Be Here Now, mm-hmm. um, which is a local ball here in Muncie. And um, we would just set up the booth and we would have microphones and the bands would just kind of like gravitate towards us and be like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you guys doing? Can we be on the show? I was like, yeah, you can be on the show, but it is not the show you think it is like (laughs) i don't give a fuck about your band i don't give a fuck about your tour dates i don't give a fuck about blah 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 i was like we're just gonna rip into you and and just be like total assholes and and just get drunk while we're doing it yeah it was it was called reverse spit takes it was very very funny uh for the all of 15 episodes that it lasted (laughs) um yeah but the bands were really receptive to it, and it was just, oh my god, it was such a blast. I mean, it honestly, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up was that first show. Um, because, oh. yeah, because I was always, I was always like, I always thought it was the perfect premise, because that's exactly how musicians talk to each other. 
Right. Like right, when yeah. no one's listening. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we tear each other apart. Yeah. And it, it, well, it's, it's like that's how you show ahead. love. Yeah. I mean, it's like a it's a form of like self-deprecation through someone else. Yes. And it's like it's but it's so welcoming because you're like, yeah, I'm an asshole and I'm a little bit arrogant and I'm I, you know, I get up on stage and I want people to love me and then mm-hmm when you get off stage it's just like uh i'm gonna fart on your pillow and <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 it was i always i mean that was one of i i consider that along with a with one other okay like mikey stoltz had a podcast called the buffalo brotherhood oh no did you ever hear that no what i want to go back and listen to it yeah it was him and three other dudes and it, they basically just talked like nerd culture. Like, can I burp on this well, podcast? Go for it, man. Okay, great. Um, but they just talked like nerdy shit for like an hour and a half once a week, right? Whatever comics okay. or movies or whatever vinyls they got that week, you know, just any and all. So you're that first podcast, Reverse Spit Takes, and. Yeah. Mikey's podcast, Buffalo Brotherhood, were the first, were the because they was about the same time that those two, at least that I found both those two, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> you guys were the first friends of mine who started podcasts who actually like put them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just recording so, them and throwing their laptop into the White River. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which like Ryan and I did probably ten times before we started this show. Mm-hmm. Like tried something and we're like, well, that fucking blows. Next, <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. Um, so seeing your show and Mikey's show, it was like an early inspiration for me. It was like one of the first times it was like, oh, you can actually do it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think a lot of people think you just you know put a microphone to your mouth and you just talk and then it's done. Yeah. But as we both know, like it's it's like a second job or yes. a third job. And so mm-hmm. I was having to do like all the editing, I was having to do all the the like groundwork. Everybody just wanted to be on it. So that's kind of why it kind of fell by the wayside. I was just like, I can't do all of this. Yeah. And then when I started to like premise people like, Hey, would you wanna just like take an hour of your week and just like listen to this podcast, take out all the ums and uhs and all the background noise and yeah nobody really wanted to do it so i kind of kind of had to quit but dude your first podcast is like it, it, it it's like your baby like it's, it's just like such a good little feeling to have this little thing to know now like you and i have just like grown so much in like podcasting and it's like it's barely work now it's like yeah it's uh, a second it's just a part of life yeah it's yeah i like the, the, where you're going with that uh it's like a second i don't want to say second life because i feel like we'll get copyrighted yeah did you no, ever play second life i did okay cool did. yeah <laughs> awesome. don't worry your joke landed nice um but yeah it's it's like second nature it's the things that there used to go. feel like work or it feels like cooking dinner. 
You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's just a thing you do. And yeah. like as long as your your family and your partner supportive of it, then yeah, you're exactly right. It's like second yeah. nature. Yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome feeling. We we recently hit 100 on our main episodes and we like had this long reflective sort of conversation on um, Patreon and like ended up talking for like two hours about it and it's weird because when we first started like we had never admitted it to each other but when we were talking about it we're apparently found out that both of us were like I don't know if this is going to work like right we'll just put some stuff out and we'll see what happens and it just very quickly became routine just like second nature like we were just saying and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're I mean we're at almost 200 episodes total yeah which is crazy it's crazy that is sexy that's awesome yeah I I love the idea of someone finding because as an avid podcast listener myself there's nothing I love more than finding a new show and going and finding out they have like 200 back like episodes to listen to dude me too um i don't know if you want to talk about other podcasts on your podcast but yeah we can um there's obviously this big following behind like the McElroy brothers mm-hmm. and they have um a podcast called my brother my brother and me when i first found that i went all the way back to the beginning and listened to it and then um comedy bang bang was another one which has been around for like 15 years yeah and that's kind of where I based uh, uh, reverse spit takes and then uh, the McElroy brothers also have another one called uh, the adventure zone where they play uh, different versions of like D&D yeah but it's not it's not just like every D&D podcast you hear it was like one of the first ones it was one of the funniest ones and it's three brothers and their dad and like it it gets like it's like tear jerking so it's like every time I kind of like steer away from their podcast, I'll go back and like, Oh, just, I want to listen to like the first one again. And then I, now I'm listening to like their fifth or sixth one. And I, I fucking like, I laugh and I cry and it's like so nice. It's kind of like having like a subscription to audible, but you kind of have like a, um, like a tether to these people. Like they're your old friends and like, you can laugh with them and, you get their jokes yeah. and yeah i fucking Absolutely. dude i love just binging a whole fucking uh podcast i love it yeah it's i think that's why i mean it's definitely i'm not the first person to say this but it's like the personal nature of of podcasting is the reason that it's taken off the way it has oh that it, yeah that makes so not, much sense there's no like polishing i mean there's a little polishing but like you really do feel like you're friends with these people. You spend mm-hmm. so much time with them that, I mean, even on our small level, like our low level, yeah. I, um, I've had people message me and they like, they talk to me like they know me and it's interesting. That's an interesting feeling. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, it, <clears throat> that right there is probably the reason why I'll never stop podcasting i agree do you ever get that because of like um because obviously we're both musicians do you ever get that 
uh, like with like from old bands that you were in where like people are like, oh, weren't you in like, or for me, yeah. it'd be like, oh, weren't you in Cellophane Parade? And I'm like, how do you know that? Right. That was yeah. 20 years ago. Right. Was that really fucking 20 years ago? Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Uh, no, more like maybe like 15. That's still, that's yeah. insane. Because I couldn't buy beer and I was in that band, so. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, I. Every once in a while, I see someone from back then that I haven't seen since then. And I. I don't know. It feels like. It feels like someone, like, hit them with, like, an age ray. Like, because to me, when I haven't seen them in 20 years, I. (laughs) I still picture them the way I remember them, right? Like, they exist in that form in my mind. I get that. Then when I see them, it's like, you know those stupid, like, age apps? (laughs) Yeah. Where you can, like, (laughs) Like see yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like to me. It's weird (laughs) that it's we're old enough now to see the age on people. You know what I mean? I I get that so far as to... Um, I don't see it in myself and like yeah. I don't see it in you but like some of our old friends like definitely mm-hmm. oof I, I mean, don't I, I don't I can't I don't want to like justify what I'm saying and like I, cancel I myself or whatever but it's like fuck you fucking look shitty <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> you look like shit bro <laughs> Dude, 20 years can be really hard on people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really can. Not us, but everybody no, else no. for sure. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm like, I'm super proud of our like core group of friends because we have escaped a lot of the pitfalls of growing up in the Midwest in the time we did. Right. Yeah. Like, we didn't get connected to meth or anything. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of those pitfalls are what make people... That's what makes those 20 years rough. You know yeah, what I mean? That is too true. Um, yeah. So my mom had passed away like a few, like, I don't know, when I like to say like maybe five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw my sister, my older sister at the funeral. She looked just like she looked the day I never saw her before. Right. And then um, after the funeral, I just kind of stopped talking to her and then we just recently got back in touch which is amazing and i love it yeah but holy fuck that bitch got busted yeah like she looks so old now and it's It's only been like five years yeah it's it's crazy dude i have i'll be honest i have some ex-girlfriends from like from the young days that Mm -hmm. legitimately look like they're 55 years old yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's oh bizarre. My God. I have 100% legitimately, like, and and very successfully stayed away from a lot of people from our childhood. And it, it, that's probably one of those reasons why. Because yeah. I don't want to see your ass get old. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have Not- a bit of the uh, Matt Smith Doctor Who complex though right like you know i feel like you like okay go off king what does that mean 
Yeah, I I feel like I feel like you would be I don't know, to me you're like a person who doesn't like the idea of getting older. Well, I have I've I haven't done it in 20 years, so yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. You're the exact same. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. But yeah. then he but then he transforms into my favorite doctor, which is Me too. Yeah, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. He is absolutely my favorite. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Uh, what does he say? Um, Don't be lasagna. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I really like that one. Um, what is it? Uh, fuck. Shit. Live, live hard. Run fast. Be kind. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you nailed it's, it. It's it's something close like that. Uh, yeah, I that's I think that's my fucking. No, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say that's my Instagram bio, but it's not. You know, it's not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, my um, Instagram bio is I fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> no, and I, I again, I'm not getting older, man. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I don't plan on it. Every time, like, you know, every, every time someone's like, you know, Camelon has really gotten like nicer and more polite. <laughs> I'm like, no, he hasn't. I mean, honestly, I really have. I don't know who said that to you, but um, I everyone, really I kind everyone. of everyone, I kind of had to like. Oh no, my Instagram bio is I go hard like battle toads. Never mind. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I really had to fucking dial it back because, um, a lot of my problem was, uh, you know, some trauma from my childhood and sure. me trying to pretend like I'm more alpha than I really am. Um, but I realized as soon as I started like losing, I wouldn't even say losing friends, but like negating acquaintances that Mm -hmm. I really wanted to acquire. Uh, I realized that I had to make a change. And so a lot of that came from, uh, like self realization. Uh, I, I read a lot of like self help books and meditation was a big one. Exercise was a big one. And then I started realizing that um, even though it was a jest and I thought it was funny and maybe other people thought it was funny at the time, uh, that it was uh, more harmful for me and the person at the same time. Yeah. So I had to just completely kind of like reconfigure how I went about being funny and yeah. And like giving people space and, and, and letting people be themselves was was a huge thing for me and I feel like I've grown like so much so yeah when people say that I've gotten a lot nicer I have I'm yeah. still a fucking douchebag sometimes <laughs> yeah. and I say like inappropriate shit but uh, I mean it's fucking 2023 so get off my fucking back Anthony yeah. Jeselnik exists so fuck you that's true <laughs> I, I, I think I think what I mean when I say no you haven't is that like that that core of your sense of humor is definitely still there. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all soften with age, right? Cuz we gain perspective. We you realize like oh, I don't know everything about this person that I just made a, you know, 10 second assessment of. Yeah. You know. I still feel like I can I can surmise someone in 10 seconds. Yeah, same. But I don't need to vocalize it every fucking time. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when we were young, you were the most brutal. I mean, I I, I love you to death, and I, I did then too. But like, you were the most brutal asshole. Yeah. And, like you said some shit that like made me bulk. <laughs> like, yeah. I would say and it was always. I was always amazed because you had this like when we were young you 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 always had this like charisma that allowed you to get away with saying shit like that to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it always baffled me. Well, my favorite line is like what are you going to do beat me up? Right. And then if they say yeah, I'm like okay, I'll burn your house down. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. if you can't take a joke, then you don't deserve to live in, underneath a roof. <laughs> I'll second that. <laughs> no, it just I I was always I was always amazed by that. Well, not not that I never got beat up cuz I definitely did. For sure. Like I definitely ran my mouth off uh, enough to the wrong people where, you know, I had to I had to take one in the mouth a couple times. But it didn't happen very often though. No, not often because Mm-mm. Or, or even if it did, me and that person were, like, best friends, like, right after it happened. Right. Like, okay, now you see how fucking pointless that was. Now we're right. homies. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, one of my kids reminds me of you so much. Because he has that same thing where he says, like, he gets away with shit because everyone loves him. Like, he'll, he'll say some shit that I'm like, dude... That is not okay. <laughs> and like his friends are just like, Haha, yeah. Okay. And like moving on. Like that's just him. <laughs> that's that's how he is. And it yeah, it reminds me so much of how you were when we were young. Speaking of being an asshole, um, what shitty names did you give your kids? Oh. Or you don't have to you don't have to display that on your podcast if you don't want to. No, it's okay. You don't want um, to dox your kids. <laughs> that's all right i'll um i'll have our home address in the show notes so <laughs> all right on my way no um so oldest to youngest there's tristan gay grayson gay oh wait that that one's actually pretty cool i like that grayson's one. pretty good right yeah okay then charlie mm-hmm. which is a classic classic ollie beautiful and nora yes my car's name is nora which is well, probably good. not a good comparison but <laughs> i named it after uh the flash's daughter because it's like a little red flash car that's okay you that's didn't cool ruin... because you you named your car after the flash's daughter who is named after the flash's mother who my daughter's named after oh <laughs> see we're still friends after 20 years right still on the same page i love that yeah what'd you name your car i don't drive <laughs> oh that's right yeah. have you have you ever brought that up uh i think so i think we did a um we did a big like q a episode at the end of last year and i think it came up then okay. but yeah i don't i don't drive at all yeah good don't yeah it's awful i, I was I was having like crazy anxiety around it for like years. I was just dealing with it and like 
just like white knuckling it through every driving experience. And uh, and then I realized like I work from fucking home. Like I don't I don't need to put myself through this. Yeah, fair. You know? So I just um my license expiration was coming up and I was like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just let it expire and never went back. The whole thing about driving that drives me insane is like every video I've ever seen on the internet where like driving shit fucking happens and it's just like the tiniest little mishap or it's like uh uh what's that movie uh final destination die. yes thank you yep like uh, it's so fucking real like it could happen just in the flick of a fucking eye yeah and i just it's I don't, terrifying i don't fucking love it yeah i was having like I was having anxiety, like full-blown anxiety attacks where every time I would drive through an intersection, I would fully visualize someone not stopping and crashing into the side of my car. Like, yeah, be, yeah. Every intersection over and over again. And it would get to the point where I had to like pull over and throw up and sit there for like 10 minutes Wait, before I could go. For real? For real. Jesus. It was okay. bad, dude. I get it. I fucking get it. Yeah. If I didn't have to drive, I wouldn't. But yeah. I would not ride. I've ridden in one Tesla that was self-driving. Yeah. And it was a. I I, th- I was in L.A. and we were coming back from, uh, the beach, the famous beach, whatever it is, the one that's in Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but we were all just like sunburnt and tired so i i slept through the entire thing but the girl just like did uber and she didn't have to do anything she just sat there and talked to people while she uh, there's the fucking podcast that's awesome you know what i mean like she didn't have to do anything she just boop 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 and then just sat there that's wild i would but uh, but again i don't i don't think i want to i wouldn't want one no no that's the scariest thing of all time. I'd rather be in control and be like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that was my fault, instead of Tesla being like, well, that's a train, but we don't yeah. recognize trains, so now your face is missing. Yeah, it's um, I don't, I feel like it's one of those things you don't want to be part of the beta test, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like speaking of beta testing. Mm-hmm. Mind link. Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes. I'm Jay Leno all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 he's something. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> what do you think? I actually bro? saw like, your chin grow. Thank you. you did that. Yeah. Well done. What what do you think? Would you do it? No. Oh, I, really? I think I'd do it. 20 years from now okay again i feel like it's one of those things one of those things like self-driving cars where it's the early adopters who take all the bullets okay fair you know what i mean it's like when you see a guy who gets hair plugs and (laughs) it looks really great now you know and (laughs) they all say the same thing which is like I wish I'd done it 20 years ago. And I'm like, no, the fuck you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, did you see 
the guy who first got it done. Right. Like, you see people it, with like smiley face scars across the back of their head and shit. That's scary and fucking crazy that yeah. some guy was like, look, I don't want to be bald anymore. Let's just stab a bunch of hair into somebody's skull and see how <laughs> yeah, it works. Exactly. I mean, now it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Now it's, it's fucking great. They go in, they get drugged up two hours later. They, you know, they're done. Yeah, their wives love them again. Right? <laughs> At least their girlfriends do. Ooh, nice one. Oh. It's because um, their wives actually know them. Yeah. No. And they haven't done dishes in 15 years. Pricks. Not the what? Yeah, not the wives, the husbands. Yeah, yeah. The you do, you sure. do dishes? I do. I do a lot okay, of dishes. Okay, good. Because if you're not driving, <laughs> I feel like you need to be doing dishes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I've. I also cook every meal that my family eats. So. Oh, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, that is absolutely gorgeous. I feel like we're getting less out of an interview and more into just like us being yeah. becoming friends again. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's what this is. What I was hoping for. Okay, cool. What's funny is I actually have in in my uh, notes here. How We Met, and Half-Baked. <laughs> but that's not actually how we met, because we met because as a result of my parents renting a place from your dad. Yeah. Right? So we lived right next to each other. Um, That place that uh, that you guys rented was my childhood home. That's where I grew yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember that very vividly, because um, you... The, do you remember the backyard? Yes. With the, all was, the glass coming up out of the ground? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Did we ever... Did you and I ever use sleds to slide down the glass hill? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the only time I ever got stitches came from doing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should explain this that. because the place where our houses were used to be the grounds of a glass factory that was demolished yeah that was had been demolished and then there were like you know it that glass factory operated for like 90 years yeah as long as glass has ever lived yeah it was basically a century of like throw away and it was during an era where factories just threw all their garbage out (laughs) yeah they just like dug a hole and poured their garbage into it so so our houses were side by side, and then behind it was some woods, mm-hmm. and the woods a big were just hill. yes, uh, with a big hill, and then in into the woods you could just find like vats of just like tar. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> it, it was it was an and it's it has like a distinct smell. Yes, like it smells like a factory. That whole end of that neighborhood still smells like that. I imagine it's crazy. It's um. But yeah, that was like an epic place to grow up, I feel like. Like, I think about that hill and those woods, like the fucking Hundred Acre Woods from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, I we were in like, it always. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We had trails and everything. Yep. Um, I always, I always think of just like our neighborhood in general as like, if shameless... We're in Indiana. (laughs) 
that's where we live. Oh Christ! There's always a guy with, or there's always like a kid with like crust around his mouth. Uh huh. And he's not m- mean, but you just still you still don't, don't want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like weird little kids with like dirt rings around their neck and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, can we talk about downboarding? Do you remember downboarding? Yes, we can. Okay. So downboarding is um, where you take a skateboard, but you don't ride it like a skateboard. You ride it in your own specific style (laughs) (laughs) where one like holds onto the bottom and like kicks with like one foot or the other one like pushes with just his hands. So we all had, oh my God, (sighs) another memory unlocked. Yep. I had completely forgotten about that downboarding well it only lasted like a week yeah it was a great week though wasn't it (laughs) good week (laughs) um i mean also our neighborhood had a number of hills that don't make sense yeah i agree they were definitely man-made hills or something like that every damn road i felt like had like a steep incline at some point in that neighborhood well yeah just right right down the road Mm-hmm. Uh, is like the st- steepest hill in Hartford City. Yeah, not to dox you again, but like, <laughs> That's okay. why was it? Why was it so steep? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, can I tell you a story really quickly? Yes, that's what we're here for. One night, my dad and I were coming home from, I don't know, maybe one of his shows or something, and uh, it's it's later in the evening. It's like ten thirty. And we find a deer, like, in the middle of town. And yeah. so my dad's like, oh, we need to get it back over into, the like, the valley's view. And so we mm-hmm. m- move it. We don't touch it, but, like, we kind of, like, chase it through the, the town. And uh, it goes down one of those hills and just steeples down the fucking hill. And then gets onto the highway, and a fucking semi-truck just obliterates it. Ugh. And it just, it wasn't, it was instantaneously just spray everywhere. And I look at my dad, and he's like, I'm sorry. And I looked at him, and I was like, why would God do that? (laughs) Jesus. And he didn't have an answer. So yeah, who the fuck would? That was the last time that I was like, nope, fuck this religious shit. I'm I'm over it. That's Whoa. not real. It's it's over for me. God doesn't exist. That's what did it, huh? Yeah, that I mean he if God existed, why would he have like a eight year old child watch that happen in front of his face? Let yeah. alone all the other terminal right. fucking things that he lets eight year olds see throughout the entire world i was like yeah i'm good this guy guy sucks that yeah that tracks Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that's crazy that's sorry to bring the pod down (laughs) no it's okay it's okay um i was gonna talk about the weird fucking homeschooled kids at the end of our road um do you remember them the halls i don't know other end they lived at the in that like dead the house at the dead end of the street. Oh, they were twins. 
Yeah. You remember Shh. them? Yes, I do. Now I do. Yeah. Holy fuck. Dude, so those weird. kids were very weird. Yeah. Like, not like weird, like cool weird. No. Weird, like serial killer weird. Like scary weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were, I remember when we were kids, there was a rumor that, like, they still, we were, like, probably, what, 13? 13, 12, 13? 12, 13, yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a rumor that they, that both of them still slept in bed with their mother. Oh. Like, yeah. Okay. It was odd. They were very, very odd. Um, the, but. I, not that I'm, not that I'm not, but they always seemed a little queer to me. Sure. Yeah. They, like, touched each other, maybe, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, they just had yep. they had an odd sense about them. I remember like we would um spot them like walking down the they held hands a lot. Yeah, they held hands. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And we would like we would see them, you know, walking down the road like a, from a co- a few blocks away and they would be holding hands and then when they got close they would stop holding hands. <laughs> you know like they thought we couldn't see them before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's a story. My cousin actually hung out with them before, and they okay. were playing. They were playing like knights or something. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but one of them was like, "Hey, watch this!" Oh, and just grabbed a handful of sand and threw it in my cousin's eyes. Oh Jesus! And they sat there laughing while my cousin came and like cried to my dad. And yeah, they were scary. Yeah, they were they were weird weird kids, um, but what reminded me of that was on their property at that house they had an insanely steep hill. Yes, they did. Yeah, like and it went straight down into this like tree line that was covered in thorns and like old like overgrowth, you know. Yeah, and um, I remember a time when my sister got dared to ride a bike down that hill (laughs) (laughs) didn't she eat shit oh yes so bad (laughs) so bad she um got about halfway down still looking fine and then in that final it got a little iffy at the halfway point, but in that final <laughs> third, she started getting that like serious front tire wobble. Wobble, dude. Yeah. But <laughs> you just know you're about to see someone like have a near death experience. <laughs> and but she didn't actually end up crashing the bike until she decided for some reason to just go full for- force just ride that bitch right into the rocks. <laughs> just like crashed straight into this tree line of thorns and she like flew over the handlebars she yeah it was bad it was bad dude i'm pretty sure you and i mostly carried her home we did i wasn't there for it but you were like hey hey Mm -hmm. hey, my sister just ate shit (laughs) yeah please help me carry her home yeah oh my god i definitely remember that wow that's insane man Oh, hey, I was listening to your podcast the other day. Okay. And uh, you had brought up that you guys have always been in bands together. 
And uh, I noticed you didn't mention the name of the band. That's true. Like, maybe our first band that maybe it wasn't your and his first band. I think it was. I think it was okay. our first band that actually played music. <laughs> well, then what the fuck? I don't know. One, there I was didn't... no mention of me, which I'm very upset about. That's true. And two, That's understandable. <laughs> there's no mention of the name of the fucking band. And uh, I think it was maybe three years ago. It was during. It was like right post pan. We yeah. talked about getting this band back together. We did. Do you do you remember the name of the band? Do you mean the Gutter Snaps or a I... loss for words? <laughs> Same band. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Gutter Snaps fucking ripped. Yeah. That was some good fucking times, dude. Yeah, it was just pure fucking punk rock. Yeah, it really was. Like, punk rock in its purest form, where, like, none of us had any idea what the fuck we were doing. And it was the same beat, and it was the same rhythm every time. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember any of the names of our songs? Oh, um, I remember we had the Soup song. Oh, I forgot about the soup song. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the lyrics to that song were just shoe fly don't bother me. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was yeah, that was the whole <laughs> the whole of the lyrical content. Do you remember Damn It Janet? Yes. Yep. <laughs> just just Damn It Janet. I'm in love, love with you. you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. But what about the original song that ultimately brought this band together? Uh are are you referring to Ballad of a Lonely Tony? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically about uh, was he a drug dealer or yeah, just a both? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dude, <clears throat> that that was so much fun. Yeah. What's <clears throat> what's really funny about that song is we had like you and I had no reason to dislike this kid that we wrote this song about. Right. It was right. 100% because Ryan's girlfriend at the time had dated him before. <laughs> God. <laughs> that that was the beginning and end of the beef. <laughs> yeah. That that's yeah. that's the most like nihilistic angst of all time. Yeah. Just like it really eh, is. You guys were together before. And yeah, now I, hate I must you. hate you. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way it feels when you're younger. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it- and now, now I have like, uh, now I, me personally, have like a body count that's relatively high. Sure. And you know, you just, I, I still found someone who loves me and can care about me and and uh, unconditionally love me. So it's. It's, it's so crazy how when you're so young, those tiny little things are embedded in either societally or emotionally or whatever seems so intense, but now it's yeah. like the most menial shit of all time. That's why it's so fucking hard to write a good song at 36 I, years old. Yeah, dude. Because nothing matters. <laughs> you're like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Dude, have you Ryan, have you heard that Ryan, song? Go ahead. Ryan and I have had this conversation a bunch of times where like he's like, I just can't fucking write songs anymore. Like, 
he was a damn good songwriter I eventually agree. right when we got past the like soup song and fucking damn it janet right like when he really started writing songs but like i'm and i've explained like you just don't feel things now the way you do like you feel things so deeply at that young at those young ages i'm kind of glad that i don't same like so far as to now that i'm older i'm like dealing with my childhood trauma and not to say that there's no like um uh, morosity but i i can just like i can handle it better like i don't like lie awake thinking about it and yeah or crying about it or whatever but yeah dude i i couldn't write a song to save my life yeah same same i don't i think about these guys that are like in their 30s and they're still writing these like impassioned tortured love songs and i'm like how fucking miserable must this guy be (laughs) you know what i mean he just 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 never let go yeah to still have the emotional intelligence of a 16 year old yeah it's a bummer it bums me out (laughs) maybe we could write a song about that yeah maybe um i saw i want to say american hi-fi when i was like 18 or no 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 i was i was probably 16 uh american hi-fi coed and cambria and um who does swing life away Oh, uh, Amer- Rise All Against. American Rejects? Rise no, Against. Rise, yeah, yeah. Rise Against. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they, they were just, like, in their 30s and still singing about high school. And I was like, something about this feels wrong. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of lack of talent here, which I am so over. Yeah. yeah. Um, funny story about that show. I, he was doing that song, Swing Life Away. Mm hmm. And I would get off the fucking stage, and he'd flip me off. Uh, awesome. I fucking hate Rice Against Dude. That band sucks so much. I like, um... <clears throat> what's that one song? Prayer of the Refugee? No, that's a, you that's don't. A pretty good, that's a pretty good song. Like, yeah, it's I, like, can, I can handle it's, their hardcore shit, but... It's like three minutes of, like, it's pretty driving and, and decent. But most of their stuff is pretty bleh. What are you listening to now? I listen to lots of sad cowboy music. Oh, yeah, cool. that's, that's that's pretty much all I'm listening to. Like um, Tyler Childers and Sturgill Simpson, and I absolutely love Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. Um, my first date with my wife, she showed me this, and it was like, and I know this is gonna sound like sexist or whatever, but. It was like the first time a girl was like, hey, listen to this. I think you'll like it. And you did. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay, girl. Yeah. I'm going to marry you one day. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. It's um, It doesn't happen that much for me in general, where people are like, you'll like this. Yeah. And in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> but I will... <laughs> I will definitely, um, I'll definitely go along with you. For yeah, a I'll, I'll entertain the idea that you think yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. One that I've been really into is uh, Nolan Taylor. He just—I don't know who that is. He just put out his first like EP, sort of, and it's—it's it's incredible. It like 
He's like a dude who had like a super fucked up childhood and he grew up in Ohio and it sounds a whole lot like let's just say I relate. Okay. Sounds fair. To yeah, to his subject matter a lot. Um just grew up growing up like dirt poor in the Midwest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I dig. Um if anyone digs, I dig. Right. Um but yeah. It's um I I've, I've been listening to him a lot. Lots of sad cowboy music. But That's cool. when I'm not listening to that, it's the exact opposite. It's like um, happy, happy horse girl music. <laughs> the opposite of a cowboy is not a horse girl. I the opposite don't know of if a that's cowboy true. is a robot girl. Ooh, I'm back in. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. So you just um, listen to a bunch of like Anamana Gucci. <laughs> no, it's um like I listen to lots of instrumental guitar like um virtuoso type like polyphia and stuff like that. That's cool. Just, you know, cuz as a guitar player, I'm Yeah. It's like music written for musicians, basically. I love that. That's how I feel like math is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep, just like that. If your song has more um, timing signature changes than you have mm-hmm. members in your band, then it's not going on the radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is for yeah. your officially niche. I fucking dig that shit. Yeah, I like it too. I I love it. That's the stuff that I listen to, and I'm like, it like inspires me to want to write music again. I agree. Uh, like, I know it's dated, but like, I was listening to Chan when I was... Uh, closing down the bar tonight yep oh my fucking god like (laughs) even their simple songs i'm just like how the actual fuck i know i i want to i want to have sex with every math rock drummer ever yeah just so maybe i could steal their soul a little bit you should listen to a band called artifacts perio okay i think you would i think you would also want to have sex with their drummer Okay, I got two bands in my notes so far. Excellent. <sighs> All right, so let's get into let's get into the interview. I was gonna say, <laughs> let's get started. Let's get right into it. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. All right, Camel and Xavier, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. No, it's actually my pleasure. I've been waiting a long time to be a part of your podcast, so thank you so much. Oh, dude, I'm I'm honored. Your your podcast is awesome. It like the way you guys stream your recording sessions blows me away. 
How do you mean? Like, just the fact that you do that freaks me out. Because I'm, like, I'm very, like, I love having the control of, like, editing and and all. And you guys just fucking do it. Yeah, our tagline is editing is for pussies. Yeah, I'm a huge pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what are you doing later? Right. I'm doing this all night. Um, but no, um, it's, it blows me away. I'm like, I find it super impressive. You guys stream on Twitch, right? Yes, absolutely. Cause you started yes. out streaming on Instagram live and I take it. You guys found out that Instagram live blows. Um, we did. It was working for us for a little bit, but again, that kind of presence really doesn't do it in 2023 so we're trying to move a little bit forward yeah um twitch works so much better anyway yeah instagram live has so many problems uh yeah it would just cut out like in the middle and we would just be like okay i guess we're not streaming anymore yeah that's and i've done like i've done like live interviews on instagram live and it has that stupid fucking high pass filter bullshit where if one person starts talking the other person's audio gets cut yes and it drives me insane it's so stupid this is not what it sounds like when two people speak to each other exactly um twitch has gone like twitch has done really well for us lately uh we have uh, i don't i don't want to push out a bunch of numbers because i don't really know exactly but We've increased like at least six hundred percent after doing Twitch streams, and it is, it is just, it, it's fucking remarkable. We're yeah, scared. that's awesome. We're scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Well, no, mostly because we're a spooky podcast. Yeah, it's appropriate to be scared. Mm-hmm. I like that you guys um, very quickly were like, we should throw some true crime in here too. That was. Um, that was a really cool decision for us because we were already labeled as two true crime on um, Spotify. In but, the categories, yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, mostly because we kind of like steamroll Crystal a little bit, and we don't like doing that. So we wanted her to have her own thing. So now we have Crystal's coroner. Yeah. So it sounds like corner, but it's coroner, and it's also right. with a K, with the alliteration. So yeah, we wanted her to have like her spotlight, um, where we all just kind of like push our microphones away and only come in when uh, we have something either important or it's got to be really funny. Right. Yeah. Do you guys categorize yourself as a comedy podcast? I categorize us as a comedy podcast. Um Chris, I don't think would. I think he would say, uh, like a uh, a cryptid podcast. Yeah. Or Anthony would probably say comedy podcast, and then yeah. Crystal would probably just say, "I fucking hate it here." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like that group dynamic is a huge part of why your show is so watchable. Like, because Chris is. He's pretty serious. Like, he, he takes this stuff pretty seriously. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Yes, he is an he's an avid believer. Yeah. Yeah. And Crystal is um well, you know, miserable. And <laughs> <laughs> No, she's fantastic. And you guys make a lot of jokes about that, but like she's I feel like her research is probably the most thorough on the show. I agree with that. Um and yeah. the thing about Crystal is um this is and I hate to pierce the veil here a little bit or part the kimono, but she and I have like in, in even in friendship just have like this love hate dynamic yeah. where it's just like oh my god shut up yeah um and we wanted to incorporate that because we like I said it would make it would create a dynamic where um you have uh, a guy and his best friend who is uh who fucking love each other then you have um the other guy and his brother who love each other and then you have the other guy who is the husband to the wife who love each other Mm -hmm. yet there's animosity from that one corner to the other corner yeah and it and it just it creates like this ball of energy where we all just like kind of uh love each other i guess and i don't i i it's so hard to explain. It's just something you have to kind of experience. I mean, to like to risk coming off cliche, it really feels like a family. And it, yeah, like, you're right. It truly is. Um, Cause you have all these like piles of different dynamics and emotions and it like, it feels real and genuine and authentic. And like you said, you and crystal have that sort of dynamic in, in your, in your friendship. Yeah. So I think it's it's really smart to carry that into the show to not like, because it would be easy to go like, we're not going to do that on the show, right? Like we'll leave that at the door, but to let it come in and that it, there's so much authenticity in your show. Like I can tell all four of you are being exactly who you are. Right. And And, yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't know. And I don't think the audience knows if there's true animosity there. I don't think that Crystal knows that there's true animosity there. Right. We kind of just we go in, guns a blazing, and but there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of things that kind of factor into this too. When we first started out, we were all kind of drinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we moved on to in in a meeting. Uh, like, hey, maybe let's not drink so much. Yeah. Um, to which I said, no. <laughs> um, Terrible so every- idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so I continue to drink. So I'm still my character. Um, Chris is. I don't. I sometimes they'll like smoke. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time, well, Anthony's on like a cleanse, so he's not doing anything. Sometimes Crystal will drink, sometimes she won't. Sometimes she'll smoke, sometimes she won't. Doesn't really right. matter. It, But it all still flows every time, all of the time. Yeah. And that is, that's so crazy. So, like, what you're saying is, like, the chemistry is just automatic. Yeah. Which is the exact kind of person you want to podcast with. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I 
I will never give up on this. This is my this is my absolute dream. This is what I want to do forever. I want to quit my job one day and just do this. Yep. Same man. <laughs> We're in the same boat. Yeah, I I see that for you guys definitely. With your amount of like precision and how much you guys work um uh, like through social media and yeah. your editing and the people you get on and your topics it is like you're you're my idol but i want you to be like the jim carrey version of my idol yeah i'll take that cool i i appreciate that yeah i'm i think um the fact that you guys work so well is like it's proven too because of the way you do it because you are able to stream your show live and it and it works. There's no like no manipulation needed. No like we'll cut here and pull it back there, and none of that. You guys just get in a room together, and you go through what you've prepared, and it's fucking fun and entertaining and informative and all the things that you want a podcast to be. Without you know, and it's just right off the cuff, which I don't, again blows me away. Like I, I think it's it's another level of podcasting, and I think uh, you said like a very important thing, um, with just one word. You said it was fun. Yeah. Like if it's not fun, I don't really want to fucking do it. Right. And I don't think anybody else really would give that much of a fuck if it's not yeah. fun. Uh, but the other thing you said is it's entertaining, which I feel like with your podcast comes in, it is absolutely entertaining like it has bells and whistles it is very well put together it it's like thank you it's a show yeah and it is amazing thank you i I really appreciate that yeah there there's there's half of me that wishes that we could do that but the other half of me just like wants to keep it organic and and stupid and annoying like i just like on live streams i just like take shots yeah you know what i mean like in many ways it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very true yeah no i i know exactly what you mean and you know and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't and it doesn't matter either way that's the point right like your show is fun because of that that um that element of spontaneity okay right? i like, like that word you can tell that it's not perfect it's not supposed to be it's literally four friends who sit down to talk about a subject and it's what happens when four friends sit down to talk about a subject and a lot of time it just falls on bigfoot's dick like (laughs) we just talk about oh man there's so much dick talk it's insane yeah (laughs) but uh, there's also something really funny and this is just from from my point of view um there's also something funny about when a joke doesn't land and there's just like that point of silence where everyone's just like is that what you wanted to say like (laughs) right okay and then they move on and you're like yeah that was camelon he was being a fucking idiot right it's um you know on our first you know attempt at recording this podcast i was talking about harlan williams and um (laughs) Uh uh-huh he 
that reminded me completely of him because he has this way of making jokes and when they don't land, he makes the guest feel bad for them not landing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> he like and he'll even do a thing where he leans forward and looks like in the camera that's meant for the guest. You know, and his face is way too close. <laughs> and he'll just like, yeah, he'll just like raise an eyebrow at the camera. Like, what the fuck's up with this guy? Dude, it's all about execution. And like, I don't yeah. want to get too much into comedy because I've been I've been researching it a little bit. I wanted to go to Second City this past summer, but I couldn't do it because of. Seems like every time I get ahead, I fall back like three more fucking miles. But yeah, uh, I, I want to. I want. I at least want to take like a master class or something from like. I don't know. I, I think Jim Carrey has a master class, and um, damn, Steve, oh yeah, yeah, master Steve Buscemi class. has one. Yeah, yep. I want to do that. So I just catch snippets on YouTube. Well, I've been learning yeah, a lot just about like, comedy beef up your improv skills yeah yeah i think honestly i think in podcasting people who people who have that who have that training are at a huge advantage like a notable advantage when you look at at podcasts like um like last podcast on the left Uh uh-huh right you have possibly the best researcher in podcasting today outside of like dan carlin Mm-hmm. And then the other two guys are trained improv, like deeply trained in improv and comedy. And that's that's why their show works so well, because they I mean, the speed that those guys have, the like quickness mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds stupid, but when I'm driving, it's it's like a 30-minute drive to to the studio. But when I'm driving, I don't listen to, like, cryptid podcasts or true crime podcasts. I listen to fucking uh, improv. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to – not that I, I – I, I don't want to, like – I don't want to shine my own apple here, but I feel like, because we have talked about it, uh, previously I'm just quick to the punch like yeah. I can I'll rip into you like it it'll be no time but to <clears throat> listen to other people do it and practice it in my own head uh, it really gives me again like you said an advantage like I'm just I I could stop you in the middle of your sentence and just like start bidding yeah or like uh, you'll say something and I'm like oh those are song lyrics the song pops in my head and I just start singing it right You'd, it's just I mean it's a muscle right like anything else yeah and, yeah and you get pumped on your way to the show <laughs> makes sense <laughs> like you gotta warm up I and I feel my, like that's like I drink three that, quarts of body armor and then exactly. I exactly yeah fucking body armor Oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry, if you I, did I say body me, armor? I meant vodka. Yeah. If you had told me when we were kids that eventually they would sell bottles of watered-down Kool-Aid for $4 <laughs> a bottle at the gas station, <laughs> I would not have believed you in a million years, dude. It's is that amazing. what that is? Like, what is Fuck. it? I don't know what that's it is. It. That's, that's what all that shit is. That's Fucking wild. 
body armor and a bunch of other things that I won't name because, fuck, they might be sponsors a year from now. That's fair enough. I don't know. All those things where you, like, where you order it and they send you, like, a giant tub of powder that you mix into water in their patented shaker cup that's just like every other patented shaker cup and yeah Jesus all that it's just fucking Kool-Aid I I do like this is so fucking stupid I do like Gatorade but I I don't want sugar in my Gatorade so I get Gatorade Zero okay okay I saw the other day and I probably am way behind this but it's like Gatorade-o-lite. Uh-huh. So it's basically just Pedialyte for adults? Yep. Okay. Alright, so what... Just... Just make that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what are you doing making all these other fucking Gatorades? Just make Gatorade-lite. Because some people like Kool-Aid. Oh, that's fair enough. I do get that. I feel like that's like the main dynamic that you bring to the podcast too is like that quickness the the improv abilities well it's really cool that um it's really cool because in the beginning uh anthony which is my co-host which is married to crystal right he like goes hard because he does like all the audio and like all the other shit yeah. He he doesn't do any research at all. Like yeah. a lot of times I I'll do my research about what we're talking about just so I can keep up with the conversation. Yeah. And if I have there if there's a joke at all, but he also has his own ability to fucking do that, which yes. is amazing. It's true. He has I've, some like some one-line comments in episodes that like have literally made me drop my phone. Yeah. Dude, it's insane how fucking funny he is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, he seems annoying to Crystal, <laughs> but they've been married for 15 years, so fuck yeah. it. That's to be expected. But for yeah, sure. dude, some of like, oh, oh, I want to talk about this different dynamic, but some of the times he makes me laugh so fucking hard. I don't know if, <laughs> if I should keep going, but yeah, um, uh, another thing about our podcast, and this is just from like a, a production standpoint, <clears throat> the dynamic of laughing where like someone says something and you reel back from your uh, microphone and you yeah. laugh in the background mm-hmm. also makes people it's like it's like uh, uh, like laugh overs from like uh fucking full house or whatever yeah the laugh so like tracks. you're not yeah laugh track so you're not still there but like that laughter in the background still creates a laughter that you know your audience can appeal to yeah and so it inspires and, laughter in the listener yeah so they can have time to laugh while someone else is still talking yeah mike dynamics is such a fucking thing which oh, was yeah. so hard to teach crystal because she would just yell and yeah. laugh in the fucking mic. It's like, bro, you got to reel it back a little bit. Yep. I feel like that's an advantage that that we had going in, that you have, that, <clears throat> I mean, 
three quarters of your podcast are musicians, right? I don't know if I don't know if Crystal is. Um. Yeah. 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 Three quarters. Yeah. Okay. Um. I feel like musicians have a huge advantage going into podcasting, just because of a general understanding of audio dynamics. Yeah. Like. We we felt that a lot when we first started, and we realized how far ahead we were of other podcasts, um, like just based on audio quality. Well, yeah, and, and and you have like a pop filter. Yep. And I imagine Ryan does too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like the quality is really it. if you want to start podcasting and start making like real. I don't want to say quality again, but quality content. Hmm. You got to understand most people are listening to this in their, like their ears. Yes. Yeah. You can't blow them out. Yeah. Well, that sounded reductive when I thought about it. That sounded stupid as shit, but like the speaker is inside their ear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta like reform your, uh, like candor to the person who's listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like I like how in your podcast, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are close. You guys speak very oh, yeah. softly and you guys know exactly what you're saying and you're articulate. Mm. And then in my podcast, sometimes I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And if, for the listener, I took my headphones off and moved them away from my face. Yeah, when um, when we do when we're doing the debrief section of the podcast, if you know either one of us is <clears throat> inspired to you know do a fucking full blown belly laugh, we do the exact same thing, right? You can't ride the microphone and just scream laughter into it. That's mm-hmm. yeah. And another big advantage we had when we started was. We already had shitloads of audio equipment. Yeah, that's a good... You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people, when they start podcasting, they have like a $20 USB mic they got from Amazon and their computer. And that's pretty much it. Which is fine. Because go ahead and still do your podcast. Yeah. And even... And I can't stress this enough. And even if you're using a $20 mic that you plug into a USB port, Mic Dynamics are so important yeah like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have that or you have a fucking sm7b that you spent 500 dollars on like (laughs) if you don't know how to use the microphone you're still gonna fuck it up so that i think that's the most important thing you can research before starting a podcast is how to actually people don't like it when i do this (laughs) i'm gonna go out on a limb and say they probably don't yeah you can cut that out if you want to, but I would say leave it in. I will. So what's your favorite <laughs> thing about podcasting? Oh, man. Why Honestly, am I interviewing you? God damn that's it. okay. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing about podcasting is I'm really, really deeply interested in the subject matter. Mm, so Okay. I and it's it's huge for me to have an excuse to really go deep and like buy all these books and it, like I think that's the best part for me. Um, yeah, and getting jacked off by ghosts. Right, that's the best. Yeah, um, which they only do if you buy all the books. 
Uh, look, if anyone can can deal with the ghost union, it's fucking Amazon. Um, is that is that what ectoplasm is? Yeah, it is. Huh? It really is. Wild. Um, no, but when we first started the podcast, it was because Ryan and I realized that we were spending less and less and less time with each other as we got older, and we Hot. wanted. We wanted an excuse so to hang out every weekend. <laughs> you know? Um, have you tried drinking alcohol? Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, you don't? I don't. No. Does Ryan? Yeah. Oh, okay. he does. He's like one of those. Not like, to put him super... on blast. No, this. He talks about it on the show because he's. And this will not surprise you at all. He's like one of those snobby bourbon guys. Oh my god. Yeah. He like he legitimately has a giant globe that is filled with liquor in his office. Oh, from like Iron Man? Yeah. Like cool. you open the top of the globe and it's full of all these like six hundred dollar bottles of bourbon. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that at first I'm like, ugh, really? One of those guys? And then, like, you picture him sitting on his back porch in, like, an Adirondack chair with a cigar and, like, <laughs> a, and classily sipping on a on Three Fingers, which also happens to be $120 worth of bourbon. Jeez. And I think, like, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I like the fact that you said Three Fingers. Like, yeah. now I know he's really that guy because he probably said that to you. Yeah, I mean, also... I just read a lot and watch a lot. So, okay, like, I that's know that's how people talk about alcohol. But, but yeah, it's I, actually um, three fingers, please. Right. Um, no, but he gets the, like, the, like, crystal clear ball ice cubes and all that shit. Like, yeah. he does, he's, like, researches fancy cocktails and shit for his house parties and all that shit. His house so parties? Well, he has, like, dinner parties pretty much every fucking weekend. His get-togethers. Yeah. Wait, basically. for real? Wow, and I've yeah. never been invited to one. Neither have I. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, straightest guy we've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah, me either. Um, <laughs> it ain't me. Um, it ain't. It ain't me. It's a song. I feel like I'm almost certain it is. I got for a while. I was into like because you know every every guy from our generation <laughs> when they hit their 30s they have to like start a podcast or get really into craft beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like one or the other. Um, or, you know, golf or whatever it is for each person. All right, all right. Don't, uh, uh, so, I can do both, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can do both. Um, so for a while, I got really into, like, craft beer. Okay. And I was trying all these, like... And every weekend, my brother-in-law and I would get together and, like, try 
go through like sample packs and we were got to the point where we were like ordering shit from other states and stuff like that and um then I had like a health issue and stopped and it's been like three years now that I haven't drank any alcohol was it Crohn's disease? no it okay, wasn't good. Crohn's disease cause that shit sucks oh christ I wanted um I think we to not go off the rails <laughs> yeah I wanted to not go off the rails um, you then don't invite me to your podcast no I will over and over again because Great. this time we're not going to talk about paranormal experiences that you've had specifically so that I can have you back to talk about those okay good because I've, okay. I've only had a few but yes yeah um, I did want to ask you though because Ryan when I interviewed Ryan for the very first fireside chat just to like get all of his paranormal experiences on the record um I found out that he had several experiences like near me like in my childhood homes or like as I was sleeping on his bedroom floor okay that I was never aware of at the time okay like he on several occasions saw like shadow figures walking out of you remember the layout of his bedroom when he lived in Montpelier uh yes yes the like had the little L shape that went back to the closet mm-hmm so I would sleep on the floor right there like in the bend of the room basically and I would literally sleep on the drum set yeah exactly yeah. Um, but on several occasions he saw shadow figures that came from that closet and essentially ha- would have to like go through me or over me to come over to where he was by the bed okay which kind of freaked me out and also why do you not like tell me in the moment you know right. what I mean like never mentioned that to me until we were fucking 34 35 years old well maybe he didn't want you to not come over yeah, I guess. I guess so. That, w- that would not have kept me from coming over. True. Yeah. His house with no parents was way cooler than mine. His house with no Yeah, because his mom always worked third shift. Oh, yeah. Shift yeah, that's we right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just us running the house, basically. Eating syrup sandwiches. Everything. <laughs> But I, I wanted to ask if, like, because I know you've had a few paranormal experiences. I wondered if you ever had any, like, while staying the night at my house or, like, basically near me. Yeah, you probably don't remember this, but um, I can't. I think it was you that told me we were sleeping. I was sleeping over at your house. And so I always had like a uh, a very eerie uh, adaptation of this house in particular. I was very afraid of the hallway. I was very afraid of like laundry room. I don't really know what it was, but yeah. like especially from the bathroom to your room. You and I had uh, a paranormal experience together. Really? Yeah. 
it, and it was it was like it was shadows on the wall. You were like, "Hey, why are these shadows moving?" And I was like, "You're being fucking stupid." I didn't say that because I was <laughs> twelve, but right. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then we just sat there in silence, and just like I, I remember holding my mouth. I mean, like, holy fuck, in my head. But, uh-huh. like, shadows would just, like, dance on your stupid fucking wall. Whoa. But you you showed me this. You were like, hey, hey, look at this, look at this. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I looked at it, I was like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. And they moved, like, like, kind of, like, dancing. Okay. But it wasn't, I know it wasn't, because we didn't have a lot of light coming in for through your back windows. Yeah. It was from the hallway. And like things would just like move and jut. And then they would like go away. You want to know what's wild? What's I, I don't remember that at all. I remember it very vividly. I mean, I, I full, I believe you. It kind of, well, yeah, I'm not going to fucking lie on your podcast. Right. I, but I just don't, it's weird. I like, that makes me like want to explore maybe what else I may have experienced in that house because I, I don't remember a single paranormal experience that I've had until like last year was, I was what I thought was the first one I'd ever had. The house wasn't, the house isn't there anymore. Yeah. So Did they build a new house there? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um but it was something that we it was when we were into like I want to say Wicca. Yeah. It's like when we like burn candles and stuff and Oh yeah, steal spices from from the kitchen and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was just like it was just like a very silent moment between you and I and it like shadows were just moving like people were walking through the light that was coming down the hallway either from the kitchen or may- it might have been from the bathroom I can't but remember there were no people no 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 no. we would have known right because it was your family we would have heard them sure. stomping around yeah right definitely would have heard that but yeah we just we just stopped and we That's were like weird. okay we're just let's just go to sleep let's just go yeah. to sleep oh man so yeah another memory unlocked for me yeah thank you that's awesome i i wish i i wish i remembered it myself i don't i really it was don't. Ex- it was extremely brief i'm not gonna lie it was it was very brief because we were like let's just turn our heads and go to sleep but evidently impactful. Um, yeah. If you hadn't asked me, I probably wouldn't have remembered it. But yeah. holy shit! That's um, wild. But when I was growing up in that house, uh, I had a water bed, kind of where your bed was. Might have yeah. been the same bed, but probably uh, was because I had a water bed there also. Okay, yeah. We just didn't plan on moving it. Um. There was a TV, so let, let's let say you're lying on the bed, mm-hmm. face forward, 
we have two windows above us, right? Yep. Those two little windows. To the right of the bed was my old tuner TV. Okay. They'd have to click on. Yeah. It would just click on. <sighs> but the but the dial would be in the same fucking place. And it would That's just awesome. static. It would static for like 10, 15 seconds and then go off. Yeah. And I Which is crazy because for listeners who don't understand what he's talking about, this is the kind of TV where you like analog had to pull like a snapping button out to turn the TV on and then push it back in to turn it off. Correct. So not something that could just be like a short or a, some weird wiring issue. It it took physical and some of those, especially the older they got, you had to really yank on those fuckers to get them to yeah. pop out. Yeah, for sure. And I told my cousin about this, like maybe like 10 or 15 years ago. He's like, that's so weird that you say that because one night when I was staying at your house, that same exact thing happened to me, but you were asleep. And I was like, what actual fuck? I was like, okay, so I'm not wrong. It definitely did happen. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I would have terrible nightmares in that room. I did terrible, too. Terrible yes. nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you about the school one. I had a nightmare one time that, um, so as a child, I had this, like, it was like a, uh, an Easter bunny, but they were mandible. Like you could move their limbs around. Okay. And, um, I had a nightmare that I got out of bed. My dad was calling me from the bathroom and I walk into the bathroom and he's sitting on the toilet and he turns into this fucking rabbit. Oh. And I'm just, and he just starts laughing maniacally. I'm like, that's gnarly. And I wake up like walking back to my bed. Uh, I don't know that, that whole fucking, that whole house was just super fucked. It was the one thing I remember about nightmares in that room. I remember once I woke up from the nightmare, like panicked. Right. And cause I don't remember any of the nightmares themselves. But I would frequently wake up like drenched in sweat and, you know, panting. And, um, but I remember one instance where I woke up and, like I said before, it was not that time. Um, but I I woke up, I was drenched in sweat and I, I was sleeping on a waterbed, right? And the, at some point, I guess I had been tossing and turning and I had like pulled the sheet loose. Okay. And so I woke up covered in sweat on this like bare section of waterbed, <laughs> and it, which is like rubber and plastic. <laughs> and I remember like in this panicked state trying to get up out of the bed while I was soaking wet <laughs> and sliding <laughs> all around <laughs> on this fucking waterbed, <laughs> which is. It's such a funny, it's such a funny thing to picture now. But in the moment, because I was already terrified from the dream, and then I was, I couldn't understand why I couldn't get up <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> that bed, I actually, um, I always assumed there was a dead person underneath it. Yes, because it's just like a hollow box, and then uh-huh. it holds. Yeah, 
So I just assumed there was like a dead person underneath there. And also those two windows above me, when mm -hmm. I would sleep in there as a kid, I thought that like ninjas or pirates could sneak into one window and like crawl over my uh, like my bedpost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. I don't even <laughs> want to fucking tell it. <laughs> the but villains just, of our childhood. I just always assumed that anyone could just sneak into that window and just crawl across my across the top of my bed and stab yeah. me in the fucking heart or whatever. You know what's weird that you say that is because when I lived in that bedroom, I was always super adamant that those windows be covered all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, but I was it made me really uncomfortable if they weren't covered. It's fucking ninjas, man. It must have been. It must have been ninjas. This is not paranormal, but I remember one time school was delayed, and uh, I went over to your window to try and knock on it, and there was yep. this tall uh, weed growing. And when I like climbed up to reach your window and like tap on it, I got stung by a bunch of fucking demonist fucking caterpillars <laughs> and my fucking arms swelled up like a monster Christ. oh my fucking god it was the worst thing ever and I couldn't tell my dad because I didn't want to let him know that school was delayed because I wanted to hang out with you yeah <laughs> so I couldn't tell him oh man so I just I just sat on my back porch with a fucking burning arm and <laughs> that's awful I didn't know what it was at first, so I had to go back and like check out what it was. Yeah. And it was these cute little caterpillars. Cute little fuckers. Um one last one last uh childhood memory, and then we'll yeah. wrap this up. Do you remember okay. do you remember going down my cousin had a place right down the road where he was staying. Do you remember going down there and playing Legend of Lagaya? together cousin yeah shane what was your shane oh yeah that was just a couple blocks away yes of course yeah absolutely oh my god that yeah. was the first time i'd ever seen like a real rpg yeah that same. wasn't like super nintendo yeah oh my fucking god that was amazing yeah i i recently replayed that game and i'll tell you it holds up it really does oh should i download the rom Yes. I fully recommend it. I think I might do it that. It's really good. Sounds like a good Sunday. It's the story is a little hokey. You can tell the localization team was like it might, it might have been their first game ever. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. Yeah. The the dialogue is is hilarious at points, but like the game itself holds up so well. But yeah, I always remember that because that was the game. That was like the, my entry point to all the Final Fantasies and all that. So, yeah. what was the game that you played? That um, this is when you guys moved. Um, the character had like a uh, a wrench for a weapon, like a monkey wrench. Was it Fable? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Fuck. Had a wrench for a weapon. That's a tough one. I don't remember. I'll have to look. I'll have to look that up. 
All right, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been a blast catching up. And it also might be the longest fireside chat we've ever done. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate (laughs) you putting up with my bullshit and banter for uh, however long we're going on. Dude, always, always. Um, Before we go, tell the listeners where to find you, where to follow you, and anything cool you have coming up that you'd like to check out. Oh, shit. I'm totally unprepared for this. Okay, so we know that time is the only resource that you actually have in this world, so we appreciate you spending it with us. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and we read funny reviews on upcoming episodes. Thanks for the five-star Spotify as well. Uh, Please like, follow, download, share, and subscribe. If you really want to follow us, we're on the Insta at Monster Mashers Podcast. Email us at MonsterMashersRule at gmail.com. Join us on live, uh, Twitch, at uh, twitch.tv forward slash monster mashes pod we'd love to hear from you guys we want to shout you out so connect with us on any platform best thing you can do though is just talk to us uh, to your friends let's maybe make sure that friend is uh, Jordan he's probably the best podcaster oh wait he, he already knows about our podcast so tell your other friends they're probably they probably haven't heard of us I do it. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. Jordan, no, thank you for having me on. You guys are my second favorite podcast other than mine. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll take that always. Anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.